It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. And indeed, I am a backwoods boy. And this is the second hour of Jim Strader Outdoors where we're talking about ticks, tick diseases, and how to prevent yourself from getting exposed to these horrible diseases that these ugly little critters carry. If you're just joining us, I've got Bob Evers with Dick Sporting Goods in the studio with me. Bob has done a tremendous amount of research uh, in an effort to help me put the program together tonight in that we hunt together. We both are in tick country all the time, and uh, he's done research with several different outfits. Bob, very quickly, without going into a lot of detail, go again through some of your research uh, folks that you consulted for the program tonight. I sourced information from the United States Center for Disease Control, from the World Health Organization, and the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources, from the Environmental Protection Agency, from the United States Department of Defense, and in a very limited manner from the manufacturers of some of the of the uh, tick sprays. From them, I used dosage information, correct spelling, things like that, but I did not use their data on purpose because obviously it's going to be reflect positively toward them. I use data mostly from the United States government. Okay, very good, sir. And, uh, main reason I wanted you on the program tonight is twofold. First is you've got a lot of field experience with ticks like I do. Uh, matter of fact, have had some health issues that we think, according to one of your doctors, was caused by a tick bite. I've had uh, numerous issues with dogs. My English setter flirt uh, was uh, rim-wrecked by Lyme disease. Uh, I'm not so sure I didn't have it. I've got joint issues that have been recurrent ever since I was in my 50s, um, and hopefully they won't get any worse with time. But uh, these these uh, ticks and their diseases are definitely out there, so uh, that's what we're talking about tonight. We're going to talk about, again, prevention and, and some of the chemicals. But first, uh, I want to point out something that's really, really odd, and it's that COVID-19 has actually had a, a a bad effect, if you will, on tick uh, disease detection and, in some cases, prevention. Um, COVID-19 seems to leave it uh, casually in its wake, and that's pest control. The pandemic has thrown a wrench into mosquito and tick management, leaving people more vulnerable to illnesses like Lyme's disease. Health departments are pouring resources into easing the coronavirus and have been forced to limit or suspend pest services while pest control business is seeing a dip in customers. Um, The focus on COVID-19 response has also led to more limited ability to test mosquito and tick samples for disease, which is a big problem. We all know that folks have been loathed to go to 
to uh, emergency centers and, and hospitals because of the presence of COVID. And a lot of these people that may have gone into those places to emergency rooms, etc., cetera, uh, have stayed away and no doubt have been exposed to tick disease at a higher level. Yes. Now, for clarity, there's no evidence at all that COVID-19 can be spread by ticks or any bug. Correct. Correct. What I'm pointing out is that, to your point, it's a it's a trade-off is what has happened. It's Correct. a bad it's, trade-off. It's, it's absorbing the resources that otherwise might be used for detection and testing, and yes. it's, it's not there. From doing what I do for a living, I can tell you the number of people who are buying things to participate in the outdoor pursuits, fishing equipment, kayaks, bicycles, so on, is just off the charts, just tremendous. So there are many, many more people that are going to be outside, going to be in places and face this exposure. And that's why we're doing this show is that everyone can understand these. Well, I want to do a quote here from Chelsea Gridley Smith, a director of environmental health at the National Association of County and City Health Officials. And this Chelsea statement is the shortages in health officials due to COVID mean less spraying, trapping, and testing. Not only does this leave more harmful pests to infect people, but the reduction in testing will skew the reported number of infected mosquitoes and ticks. You can see where that comes into play. On paper, it'll show there are fewer cases of mosquito and tick-borne diseases. Important thing she says there, there needs to be a big asterisk next to it to say, Tests weren't done, and that's that's one of the bad offshoots of the COVID ap- epidemic, among thousand others. We can name. again to your point, Bob. COVID nineteen cannot be spread by bugs, but mosquitoes and ticks are known to carry several other illnesses, which we name, including West Nile, Lyme, and Eastern Equine Encephalitis. Uh, the threat of infections has only increased with time. Vector-borne illnesses tripled in the U.S. with more than 640,000 cases during the 13 years from 2004 through 2016, according to the CDC, Center for Disease Control. So uh, during this time, nine new germs spread by mosquitoes and ticks were discovered and documented. So... uh, the, the the susceptibility of these illnesses, here's the bottom line, Bob, I think we need to put out there. Given the increase in outdoor activity brought about by social distancing, of all things, uh, is one of the reasons I wanted to do the show tonight. Yes, it's very important. People need to get out. You know, they've been pent up, uh, hit with these social distancing rules, uh, quarantined, et cetera. Uh, again, to your point, the number of kayaks you've sold, the number of, you can't even find most fishing baits or fishing line in the sporting goods stores. Correct. People have snatched up everything they can get, and they're getting out there to get away from the COVID. Unfortunately, they face another different type of onslaught, so that was one of the biggest reasons. Um, they go on to say, the, this gal with the... Uh, National Association of County and City Health Officials, people using public parks and trails uh, without staffed areas 
you need to maintain distance for other hikers, but that's great for COVID, but now you're walking in areas where ticks live. And she added, it's a byproduct of the world we live in now. There's an increased use of outdoor spaces, and that's where ticks and mosquitoes are living and waiting. And I started the program by saying, folks, uh, if this stuff is scaring the hell out of you, I mean for it to. I don't want to see you people that enjoy the outdoors susceptible to the nasty diseases that these critters carry. So we're about to talk about those diseases, but shortly after that, we're going to start talking about how very easy it is to avoid these problems. Yes, or or to extricate ticks that, that perhaps do get on you. We're going to go through all that. I got to go to break here real quick, folks. This break is presented by SMI Marine. The 2021 boats are starting to come in now. They got a new line of low aluminum boats, some unbelievable Starcraft pontoons and deck boats, other types of boats for sale. And as always, they're great at getting your boat in and out as quickly as possible to get you back on the water. Remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI Marine. And we're back talking about ticks tonight. Bob Everett with Dick's Glory Goods here with me tonight and uh, continuing right along in our train of thought here. Bob, let's talk about the diseases transmitted by ticks that are prevalent or have been identified in our region. There are about 10 diseases that are prevalent or readily identified in the Kentucky and Southern Indiana region. And again, folks, I'm going to pronounce these as best I can. Uh, I just want to kind of highlight how many different diseases you can be exposed to. And then we're going to talk uh, on the backside of that about the most common ones and some of the symptoms. So if you get these symptoms, you can get to the doctor and get on top of it. Uh, Anaplasmosis is one of mistransmitted to humans by tick bites primarily from the black-legged or deer tick, and uh, it's, it's prevalent in the area. Borrelia maoni, again, excuse me for the pronunciation, but I'm doing the best I can as a low-tech redneck. Uh, this is one that's been described as a cause of various illnesses in the upper Midwestern U.S., including Kentucky. Again, it's carried by the deer tick. Uh, Borrelia Myamotoi, Borrelia myamotoi. Infection has recently been described as a cause of illness in the U.S., and again, it is carried by the black-legged or deer tick. Ehrlichiosis. This one is a common one here, Bob. I want to highlight it because I've got several friends that have come down with it. My little uh, spaniel, Snickers, was exposed to it, had a horrible one-year hiatus from her hunting career because of it, and she developed a lot of problems later in life from it. And uh, that's carried by the Lone Star tick. And Lone Star, again, is one where the female has that spot on her back. It's one that, that a lot of us have seen out there in, in the woodlands. Heartland virus, again, is known here, and it, again, points to the Lone Star tick, which, again, are very common here. Uh, Lyme disease. This is the bad one that's carried by the deer tick. And uh, we're going to talk a good bit about Lyme disease and 
some of its uh, manifestations here in a few moments. Uh, Rexidia parkeri, rexidiosis, uh, that's one that's carried by the Gulf Coast tick, which is less populous here, but they are here. Rocky Mountain spotted fever. This is a very, very, very bad disease. Uh, and it is transmitted by the dog tick and the brown dog tick. And this stuff is bad news, folks. And again, I have personal friends and several acquaintances that have come down with Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and it is strictly bad news. I, Bob, in terms of uh, uh, permanent condition or fatality, I'd have to wrap rate Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever actually is a little worse than Lyme disease, and we're going to talk about that here in a moment. We've also got Starry or Star-Eye. Uh, that's a southern tick-associated rash illness, and again, that comes from the Lone Star tick, the one with the spot on it. So um, we also got Tularemia, and that's carried by the dog tick and the Lone Star tick. Now, Tularemia, folks, is commonly known as rabbit fever. Uh, I'm going to take it aside here, if I may, Bob, because I think it's important to talk about uh, that in regards to um, it's normally seen in rabbits. Folks, if you kill a rabbit and it's got white spots on its liver that looks like specks of salt, discard the carcass. Do not move forward with cleaning it or eating it. If you come in contact with the blood, immediately wash your hands the best way you can. Uh, put alcohol on it. Do everything you can because it produces very serious fever. That's uh, something that's very hard to get away from. So clean rabbits with rubber gloves on. That's the best best thing, really, as a methodology. I've been guilty of not doing that, and it's something that uh, definitely needs to be paying attention to. So. There's kind of the rundown on the diseases and what they do um, will come next. We're going to talk about the prevalent ones in particular because they are so dang on ugly. We're going to go to a quick break here, folks. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. Check them out, M-O-P-N-H-A-R-T-Realty.com. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors and back to this discussion of ticks. Uh, Bob, let's go to the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever again because there's some things about it that are a misnomer. The first is during the early stages of tick diseases in this part of the country, that was kind of off the radar. That was Rocky Mountain. That was out in the West. But today, 60% of the cases of Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever are in North Carolina, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, Missouri, and guess where? Kentucky. And Kentucky's on the climb, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. This one is a big problem because of how serious it is, and a lot of doctors just don't know about it, Bob. All my friends in Tribble County that got it, every one of them was diagnosed with everything from flu to pneumonia to, to some kind of uh, allergic rash. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, incubation period on it, unfortunately, is very rapid compared to 
Lyme diseases, three to 12 days. Um, and the rash appears normally two to five days, but 10% of the people never develop a rash. So the advice that's given is the decision to treat should not be based on the presence of rash. Well, unfortunately, that's one of the first things that people notice. Uh, this particular one, the early stages of this, high fever, severe headache, myalgia, malaise, achy joints, that sort of thing, edema around the eyes on the back. Yep. Um, if you have a, a purple spots, that's a good sign that you've got it. Unfortunately, five days and beyond, altered mental status, coma, cerebral edema, respiratory compromise, necrosis requiring amputation. Multi-organ system damage, renal failure. Folks, if you don't think this is serious, you better wake up. And this one is really, really bad. And unfortunately, uh, it's carried by the ticks that we've got here, the dog tick. So I can't overemphasize how serious this is. Now, I want to give a reading right here that was the alert that was put out by the disease control folks. Confirmation of the diagnosis of Rocky Mountain spotted fever is based on laboratory testing, but antibiotic therapy should not be delayed in a patient with any suggestive clinical presentations. <clears throat> Antibiotics are more likely to prevent fatal outcome and serious onsets of diseases if started within the first five days of symptoms. So again, symptoms, high fever, severe headache, malaise, myalgia, edema around the eyes or on the back of the hands, and gastrointestinal symptoms like nausea, vomiting, and anorexia. Bottom line here on this is, if you've been bitten by a tick and you have any of these symptoms, get to your doctor immediately. And if memory serves, please mention the symptoms that you heard on tonight's show. What's unfortunate about this one is the name. The name's deceptive because it seems like something from far away, and that's not particularly the case. Um, June of last year, they investigated 79 cases of Rocky Mountain spotted fever in June in Hardin, Meade, LaRue, Nelson, Washington, and Marion County. Grace, go, over the, go over those counties again because I'm going to add a couple. Hardin, Meade, LaRue, Nelson, Washington, and Marion in Grayson County, they had 26 cases in 10 days. I want to add Trimble and Oldham to that list because I personally know folks in those counties that have had this. So um, it's just so important. If you get any type of illness symptoms, I don't care if it's a cold, a rash, a raised spot where a tick bit you, uh, flu-like symptoms. If it came after a tick bite and you know you had a tick bite, by all means, get to your doctor immediately. If nothing else, go to the emergency room. This is a very serious situation and you've got to deal with it. Um, 
I want to mention some of the places that these ticks are found, Bob, real quick, and we're going to move on to tularemia. Where do you check when you've been in tick-infested areas? Around your ears, inside your belly button. I've had them in places that I'm not going to mention. Behind the knees, between the legs, around the waist, and especially in and around your hair. One of the things that's very common with ticks is they climb when they hit you. Uh, That just seems to be their mode of operation in many, many cases. And we'll talk about how to get them out later. But those are the places to to spot check yourself, have your spouse or a family member, a friend, whatever the case may be, give yourself a check so you can determine whether you have them. Under your belt, around your waistline, under the edge of your socks. Yes, They love to get in tight confines like that. And by the time you notice them, they're dug in pretty darn good. I can give you a gruesome example of a tick infestation that's unbelievable. Many, many years ago, a mutual friend of ours, Ed Morris and I, were hunting at Land Between the Lakes. This is before we had turkeys. This is back when Land Between the Lakes still had fallow deer. And we didn't know what what seed ticks were, the, the nymph and larval stages of ticks. Ed and I went into the bottoms areas because that's where those fallow deer like to get in those meadows. Buddy, we had thousands on us. I'm serious, literally thousands. We had so many on us that we went into the lake, washed down with detergent, ended up washing our bodies with uh, kerosene from our lanterns, of all things, trying to get rid of them. And when I got home, my family members took over 200-something off of me that were missed by all the things I mentioned. So... These seed ticks in particular can be very, very, very hard to detect. Yes. Um, Our mutual mentor, Edgar Paul's brother, got covered in those little tiny ticks so badly they had to go rent a hotel room and put him in a tub and pour gas on him to try to kill him off of him. Which isn't good for you because you're taking that through your skin. Which, yeah, which we faced, they had to work but that's, that's where we were at. He was up in years by then, and, and it was dragging him down. Let's talk about tularemia real quick, because ticks, uh, the dog tick and the wood tick and the lone star can, again, pass it along. Three to five days uh, incubation range can be one to 21 days. Again, this is one that was called rabbit fever in the old days. But now we've learned it can be carried by ticks. Uh, you want to go over the signs and symptoms real quick? Fever, chills, headache, malaise, fatigue. That's sort of a common combo for all of them. Yes, sir. Uh, anorexia, myalgia, um, chest discomfort, sore throat, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain. And this, again, is uh, nothing to fool with. Now we come to the one that scares me as badly as any. I have friends. This is prevalent and started to spread in areas where I hunt. And it's called Alpha Gal. And it is, oddly enough, an aberration in that it is an allergy instead of a, in quotes, disease. However, you want to give them the rundown on this? Alpha Gal is a sugar molecule. It's found in mammals, not including humans, apes, and monkeys. It's not found in fish, reptiles, or birds. 
what's happening is we're developing an allergy to that sugar molecule. It affects red meat or things made from mammals that were red meat, which is to include medications, cosmetics, vaccines, gelatin, milk, and dairy products. Now think about this for a minute, folks, what we're talking about here. This stuff is really bad news. Bob, I've said to a lot of my friends, okay, so I get this and I cannot eat venison, rabbits, squirrels, steak, etc. Shoot me. Or any dairy <laughs> product. I mean, or anything made from any of those things. Yep. And the thing is, this one, it seems to be spreading. It's becoming more prevalent. Well, I have friends and acquaintances in Henry and Trimble that have alpha-gal. I've got other friends from other places in the state. Again, the symptoms here, very similar. Again, rash, hives, difficulty breathing, drop in blood pressure, dizziness and fainting, nausea or vomiting, severe stomach pains. Um, the symptoms, if you have it, commonly appear three to six hours after eating meat, and they list all kinds of meats, and exposure to products that contain it. Uh, it's, it, it's bad news. This needs to be diagnosed by an allergist or other health care providers through patient history, physical exam, and blood tests. But again, the blood tests aren't always accurate with these things. So, um, And this one, for almost everyone, is permanent. When you have it, you have it forever. And I, I've had some information given me about that. I'm not going to pass it along now. But there may be a bright ray of hope here. Uh, most of it comes in the southeastern or midwestern United States, i.e. us. And uh, children and adults are susceptible to it. And they don't really know how you get it from a tick bite yet, but they know that's what the vector is. And so it's another ugly one. We got to go to a break here, folks. This break is presented by SMI Marine. 2021 boats are in. Go see them. Remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI. And we're back. Some of you all you need to know about ticks, some of which you may not want to know, but guess what? They're out there, so that's the way it is going west. Bob, let's talk about tick protection. So, so far, we've just covered a whole bunch of dread and doom. The good news is, this is super easy to protect ourselves. Promethrin is the solution to ticks, 55 other similar crawling insects. Spray Promethrin on your shoes, clothing, whatnot. Last six weeks or six washings. Um, it's a naturally occurring product. It's a synthetic version of a chrysanthemum flower ground up. It doesn't affect clothing. It doesn't affect equipment. It doesn't melt things. Six weeks, six washings, super easy. There's no evidence whatsoever of it causing cancer or anything else bad. It doesn't do anything. There's, so, I'm not going to read through all this because it's pages of evidence that it doesn't do anything bad. Well, it's not dangerous to our skin. Let's return to one part, if I may, because a lot of folks, myself included, have seen the cancer warnings on those cans in the past. There's no epidemiological evidence to suggest that permethrin causes cancer in humans. 
It underwent over 15 years of testing and literally hundreds of toxicity studies before the EPA approved it for use by the public as a fabric treatment. Seven lifetime studies in animals, cancer essays have been performed. Basically, the potential permethrin producing tumors is very, very weak. There's going to say the possibility of potential harm in man was extremely remote. The National Academy of Sciences and the U.S. Army have, have said that there's no cancer. Um, it's not dangerous to your skin. Once it's dry, it has no smell, so it doesn't mess us up for hunting. Um, the little uh, bands, the tick bands that you put around your dog, those are permethrin. It's the exact same thing. Permethrin is toxic to cats, so we've got to be careful with that. It does not affect reproductive efforts. It will kill fish. You have to be careful. That wouldn't really apply so much to an indiv individual, but more if you're spraying it in an agriculture. Now, a lot of folks, when they see the warning label says, do not apply to your skin, there's a misnomer. That's because... It, it doesn't do the job on your skin after 15 minutes. Correct. Our sweat deactivates it 15 minutes on the skin, and it's deactivated. When they say don't use it on your skin, they don't mean it in the context that it's somehow harmful or dangerous or anything. What they mean is it becomes inert and won't work anymore. And that's where the big confusion yes. is about cancer. And I agree the wording is, is uh, complex there. Picaridin. Picaridin is a fairly new product. It is user-friendly, it's safe, it's easy to use. Um, it covers an enormous amount of uh, pests, mosquitoes, ticks, biting flies, sand flies, chiggers, midges, all that kind of thing. It's the longest-lasting repellent, 14 hours of protection. It's available in a uh, spray-on or in a cream. Do you rate it as effective for ticks as... Permethrin? I no, do, I do not. Neither does the manufacturer. Okay. The manufacturer recommends spray your clothing constantly with the permethrin-based products and put the picadrin on yourself for skeetas, midges, all the other miserable things. Okay. DEET. DEET's been with us for a really long time, and it works. DEET is greasy and miserable to deal with. DEET will melt your watch crystal, the dash of your truck, your expensive hunting clothing, and so forth. You have to really be careful with what you put it on and test it. Um, clothing applications, you put DEET on clothes, and it will protect out to six inches away. In other words, it keeps bugs six inches from you. And I've really seen that happen before. So DEET on your skin or the picker ridden on your skin, uh, some people have reactions to DEET. If you're concerned about that, or if you're putting it on some of the delicate skin, a child or something, probably the picker ridden. Whenever DEET says something like 30% or 40%, that's in the can with the alcohol-based solvent that's making it atmospheric and making it spray. But once it dries, it's 100% also. Okay, so permethrin, Sawyer's, uh, various types of products that contain permethrin, Yes. The way to go with ticks. Yes. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom that's line. That's the way to get around it. And when you spray it, you're covered. You do anything you want, you're done. Very good, sir. That, that's everything. Shoes, socks, shirts, underwear, 
everything. Boots, everything. It's in Jim's truck. It's in my truck always. Absolutely. I don't go out without it. Folks, I hope you enjoyed the program. It was meant to be informational and protect you when you're out there doing the things that are fun to us. God bless everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.